I was supposed to tell this story about how Kane had this girlfriend that he killed in a car crash. And it was just insane. And it ends up, I'm at a funeral home with a dummy in a coffin. Oh, my God. With Kane's mask on, pretending I'm Kane. I'm on top of the coffin having mock sex with this mannequin. Oh, my God, no. And, oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, yeah. And, and Vince is yelling at me. God damn it. Do it harder. Make more noise and stuff. It's got to be over the top. I really did. I screwed your brains out. What are you drinking? Are you drinking some liquor? Oh, Pepsi? Yeah, man. Celebration Pepsi. Okay. Celebration Pepsi. <laughs> I just got... Well, the, the Celebration Pepsi should be the Mexican Pepsi, the one with the real sugar in it, shouldn't it? That's a good... You got a good point there. <laughs> I love that. First time I ever had that was, I think, in Texas. Of all places. Shit, right? Mm. When you get that, it's like, oh, that is, that is like the taste of your childhood or whatever. Oh, my God, man. You know, I got to tell you something. You remember... You probably remember... <clears throat> Back when uh, pretty much all the soft drinks would come in bottles and they right. come in the little carton, the, the paper carton that right. folded up. And remember the little gimmick they had a long time ago where you, you underneath the bottle cap, there was money, maybe, you know. It, yeah. You could peel back the little um, the little plastic thing inside the cap, you know. It'd be like five bucks or whatever. Yeah, or it might be yeah. nothing. But yeah. so, so my mom and dad went to the grocery store and got this, you know, six pack of I guess Pepsi or whatever. And my little ass went in there with a, with a can, a bottle opener, like an hour after I get home. <laughs> and my dad, I thought, man, I thought I was going to have to leave the house. My dad was so pissed. So pissed. It's funny to think about that shit you did as a kid, right? Man, I deserved a whip ass for that. <laughs> So what's new? Anything new? Are you feeling? Are you feeling good? Feeling carefree? A little, a uh, little easier to breathe today. Uh, a little easier to, uh, you know, focus. That's, you, what that, you that's what that Van. You saw that Van Jones, that, that emotional appeal from Van Jones on uh, CNN. I don't know if I saw that. We should see because it's he's, about it. Van jo- I did see somebody talking about Van Jones. Though. He was talking about how it's just easier to talk to your kids today about how doing the right thing matters and character matters and stuff like that. And it's, sure. he was he got very emotional about it. And he said, he, you know, I'm sorry for the people that lost, but this is a good day for for a lot of us that won. So it was I, I when did when did you find out where were you when you. Now, this, um, is the big, this, is the, this is the big meme that they're throwing out there. You know, the media does not pick the president, Brian. Is really? Yeah, that's I what you're going to in the Constitution. Unfortunately, they gave the guy who won and who's in the White House right now like $70 trillion worth of free television time, like when he ran the first time. So, But not they don't pick the president. That. Yeah. And then Rupert Murdoch, he certainly didn't help pick the president. But again, all of that aside. <laughs> Just saying. Just this is, the, this is something there. you're going to be picked at. Not, when, where were you when you saw that it was called for uh, for Pennsylvania and then that was it? That was, that was ball game. I was literally in the car picking up coffee at Starbucks going to work. Well, that's a I fairly got it on my phone. I that's a fairly phone. coastal elite thing to do. Were you also walking walking your Shih Tzu? Uh, I knew you'd have something to say about that. That's why. I, <laughs> that's why I specifically said going to Starbucks to get my coffee. Meanwhile, I got in my working man's oh, Prius and went to work. My app, man, what can I say? <laughs> I got. I, I went in my blue collar Prius and headed to work later that day. Now I. Well, yeah. Let's talk. I literally worked. I, I'd worked all night, so I rolled over and I got the phone. And I'm like, oh, okay, good. And I just kind of went back to sleep because I was. <laughs> I bet you slept better. I bet you slept I was, a bit easier. I was. Um, I was pretty much resigned that it was going to be the right outcome. I was not ready for. I was not in this case prepared for it to be stolen, quote unquote, from us and this, that, and the other. As a Raiders fan, I've seen that happen several <laughs> times. See the Tuck game, uh, tuck, but no, I, I don't know. I felt like there was an inevitability to it. It wasn't as, it was a lot closer than I thought it would be, but you know, God, I know, man, that, sorry, man, that's a little, that maybe a, a discussion for a different day, but that was a little disturbing to me, but we, we got a lot of work to do. <laughs> Obviously, clearly a lot of work to do. Clearly a lot of work to do. It's good to see these celebrations around the world and capital cities and all over the place. Ireland was especially happy that their, mm-hmm. uh, their son, Joe Biden, oh, yeah. 
uh, was uh, elected president. There's been a lot of a lot of great celebrations around the world, and that was a lot of fun. So, now I've kind of been on and off Twitter. Yesterday was a long day uh, at work, and so yes, and, and so I didn't really see a whole lot. So I was kind of skimming through. Did mm-hmm. I miss any like over the top celebrations, like people burning shit down, or you know, Antifa shit? <laughs> no, no one looted. I don't think. I don't believe so. Looting going on. Okay, the media is covering it up. Now there were a few. Um, <laughs> there were a few steal the votes rallies mm. around America at various places, and some of them. I think the one in Phoenix drew like a thousand people, but the the rest of them were like just a few few people. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Well, I just didn't know if I missed something. No, there's just a lot of celebrations. Well, that's good. That's good. I'm glad everybody. You know, I think everybody kind of. Kept it uh, kept it civil for the most seems part. Like- it's so far, I mean, it seems like it. So yeah, and, and and you know, dude, as much as I want to get in every one of them's face and just laugh, just like Elaine, I laugh and laugh. And I know, right? But I, you know, now that it's happened, it's like you know, it's not even worth it. You know, take the high road. The the and I haven't really said a whole, whole lot of it being celebratory or in your face or anything like that on on Facebook for sure. I've done some on Twitter because the the Brad and Brit brand, if you will. Um, but mostly the stuff I haven't even done much on Facebook. Really, it's out of, out of respect to my brother. I, I hear you. I, hear I don't you. want I don't want any collateral damage from. And I'm like you. I'd like to yeah, fuck all you fuckers with your own the lib shit. But take it. Your guy sucks. These assholes. I you know I I don't really. But the result, you know, the result is the result, and it's even dawning on his stupid ass that that's the result. I, I, yeah, and I don't know. I just it, as much as I, I think I, I even may have said a couple times that if this did indeed happen, that I would, you know, I didn't give a shit. I would just go off on all of them just because I'm, <laughs> I'm so sick. Of it. But I, but you know, after, like I said, after it, everything is kind of said and done, and and, and it, you know. Maybe because of the way it happened and it was so close, maybe that kind of helped in my decision to do that too. Because it wasn't like you know, just an automatic over the top landslide. You know, oh yeah, yeah, you had to wait a few days. Yeah, yeah, had to wait a few days and think about shit. It's it's coming. And I, you know, I said this to my mom. I felt like we finally. This is the place we were supposed to be. We got lost for a few years, and then finally we found it to the place we were supposed to be. And it took us all those years. Yeah, and I, you know, I think a lot of these people that, that that. supported Trump or at least voted for him. I think a lot of them will, I don't want to say come around, but that I think a lot of them will understand why we wanted Trump out eventually. I think they'll finally kind of understand what we're seeing. Well, look, the, the Trump 2024 campaign is going to be launched in about five seconds. So don't worry. Well, yeah. He's not going away. <laughs> he will, it's going to be, maybe we'll understand. If he's not alive in 2024, it'll be Donnie Jr. It'll be Ivanka. It yeah. won't be Eric. Really. Thanks, Debbie Downer. <laughs> Just saying, let's see. Well, it's not, it's not for you and me. It's the Republican party that's going to own this asshole. Anybody who wants to be a serious candidate, like your Marco Rubio's or Ted Cruz or whoever, they're, they're not going to be able to get any oxygen because this dickhead's going to be out there tweeting like a, like an asshole. Yeah, you think they'd learn, but you know, they they've dug themselves so deep. They have. They own. They own all of this. It's theirs. That's who they are now. They can't. They can't distance themselves from this. And I'm not saying I would never forgive somebody who finally did it. I would, you know, reserve reserve thought probably. But I, oh, would, I would totally forgive. I would totally forgive. It's like a drug addiction. They were addicted to a drug. <laughs> That's what they were addicted to. Well, if they could go through the steps and come out and say the stuff they're supposed to say and, and like, like you know make amends, yeah, then okay, all go right. back to step two. <laughs> you skipped step two. <laughs> um, and the only the other thing I said is there was one guy that said that it's it's just weird that in 2020 uh, in Germany they're celebrating the end of fascism in America. <laughs> That's what they're doing in Germany right what now. What did that tell you? Who would have thought? And we're done with political talk. Let's talk about full gear. I, <laughs> oh, we're, oh, so we're on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I didn't. I didn't see full gear. I've been reading a lot about it. I don't know what you've read about it, but it looks like a pretty damn good card from everything that I saw. Yep, uh, pretty much. And I think I'm on the same page with you. I've been. Uh, I don't know if you've talked to our, our our buddy Colton. He he got it and was saying it was really a good show and and, and everything. So. Why is it, it that asshole? I'm not, I'm why, not, is it, why is it that asshole sharing his passwords if he's getting that? Sh- I mean, uh, I mean, yeah, yeah, good. I'm glad you you talked yeah, to him. Glad, glad, yeah, that's what we millennials do. Is we share passwords, motherfucker. We trade them. That's what we millennials do. Yeah, 
I think my mom was mildly criticizing me for that. And I gently remind her she's never paid for Netflix. So she just needs to just shut up. Mm. No, and, and Netflix encourages you to an extent to share it. I mean, it's like here you have this profile, this profile, whatever. Yeah. They want some of that. Oh, yeah. My mom's on my Netflix. There you go. Good for you, man. See, look what good sons we are. Holy shit. We got no credit for this. And my wife and and, and – and other people are still on it too. You're I'm not, some, of the, some of those people are going to get no. kicked off, Brian. You're going to have to Maybe. make some hard choices. Well, pretty soon. I'm, I'm just trying to say how, how nice of a person I am. I'm, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not totally a jerk off. <clears throat> the, the, like step da- the, the stepdaughter could stay. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> oh, that's a sticky wicket of all the sticky wickets that you've had to go through, pal. Yes, uh, yeah. And believe me, some of those wickets were pretty, pretty sticky. <laughs> some of them were barbed, as it turns out. Yeah. Holy shit! Like you know, some of those uh, some of those thumbtack matches we've seen. <laughs> this sounds like a morning zoo type. Of- hey, have you ever had to kick somebody off your Netflix account? Give us a call eight hundred morning zoo. <laughs> <laughs> That's so great. Uh, the pregame thing, the buy-in or whatever the fuck they call that thing. It was Serena Deeb versus Allison Kay. And I do think the Serena Deeb story is one of the more heartwarming stories of 2020 and her comeback story. I think she's done very well. I do, yeah. too. Yeah. Um, yeah. Our, Colton was saying how good of, of a match that was. So I think, think that's a, still available like on YouTube probably now, isn't it, or something? That's, the NWA Women's Champion, Serena Deeb, does defeat Allison Kay in what turned out to be a pretty good match there. So that's yeah. good. Well, 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 Allison Kay is a little underrated, too, as far as that goes. I you do know, agree with that. I, 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 I do. I just don't. I, the women's division of AEW has been troubled since day one, since they decided that Britt Baker was going to be the very first signee. And she didn't pay off for, I would say, that first year. And then, obviously, since the, you know, since the cruise, I guess, is when things started turning around. Um, I don't think there's any question about that. And it's mostly been Tony. I mean, Tony's the guy that's, that's turned Britt Baker around, right? Oh, it's got to be. I mean, at least 50-50. I just don't – I don't think Hikaru Shida at the top of the card, I don't, I, don't, I don't think she has a lot of charisma. I think she's a good in-ring worker. But I just don't buy her as being the man. You know, I don't buy her as being that Becky Lynch, the man to carry that division. I think the whole division is kind of suffered because of it, in my opinion. Who do you think needs to be champion right now? That's a great question. Um, Maybe maybe having Britt Baker as the heel champion might be the way to go. But but, hmm. And have them chase the heel champion because she's so effective as a heel champion. And who's her little lackey person that kind of is her caddy and her valet? Yeah, I know who you're talking about. I don't and then know. Have her turn on her, and then you could have. I mean, there's, there's a lot of different things. I just don't. I don't get. There's a lot of blandness when I think of Karoshida. I don't. I don't get anything there at all. You know, there's no overwhelming impression that this woman has left on me in the time that she's been in AEW. Well, to me, so compare her to Riho. Which one? Who, who would you rather have? Um, I would say I would be in favor a little bit more of Riho because at least Riho to me has somewhat of a brand and there's something there. A bit of a personality going on. I know. mean, it's fairly vanilla, but a lot of people like vanilla. I got some vanilla ice cream in my freezer right now. Good for uh, you. Yeah. So I mean, it's like I I don't get I don't get much with Hikaru Shida. All. I get a little little bit of something with Riho. So I would. You know, if Riho was just a little bit bigger, if she wasn't so convincingly smaller, I mean, mm-hmm. it's just so it stands out so much to me. I mean, it, it, in a sport where it doesn't stand out as much as it should, like you know, the first time you see somebody like a D. Malenko, you know, exactly, closer, you're like, really, you know, but the dude can go, you know, that's right. right. Yeah, he, he carries himself well. He, he doesn't. His height doesn't really matter when he's when, when he was in matches. And but with her, just her whole thing, just her whole body, just I don't know. It just doesn't. It's not believable. I mean, with lack for lack of a better term, but you know what I'm saying. You know, right. or against Nyla Rose, come on. It's I, they've got a lot of work to do in that division. I think the temptation is, hey, let's just go sign blank or let's just go sign blank, and that'll turn things around. I think there's an inherent danger to that. Yeah, I don't, well, I don't who, see that who, being. Who, okay, well, Britt Baker. Let's say Britt Baker's champion. Who's who's the baby faces that would challenge her? Um, I would almost, and this is weird, but I would almost like take. 
Oh, is somebody that's a heel that could maybe turn baby face to maybe. Yeah, that's what I'm that's what I'm thinking. I would have that valet person kind of turn on her at first. I don't know if that woman could even work that much, but she probably can. And she's an indie girl, right? At least an indie girl. I mean, maybe she was in MLW. I don't I can't remember her name, but yeah. What about uh, what's her name? Maya Yim. You want to have Maya Yim chase her? She's in. uh, She's in the next T, dog. Damn it. You need to. to, They need to sign her. See, the thing that I told them not to do, they need to do. They're going to sign her and bring her on over. No, actually, she's not on NXT anymore. She's actually in on Raw. She's she Retribution. On, oh God, yeah, I forgot that she was in Retribution. This is what a useless fucking somebody. I think Brian Last said that was the worst invasion angle ever. It was. It's so willy nilly. There's nothing you know, to it. They, they've they had these guys. Oh, we had to sign them so we could bring them under our purview, and then they jobbed. <laughs> it's like okay, wow, way to kick ass. And to be honest, the whole um, the whole. Mustafa Ali thing was yeah. kind of like anticlimactic. He seemed to me, I don't know. He's I, good, but he's just, you know. Is it just me or, or did you get a whiff from his facial expressions and stuff that he wasn't completely into the whole thing? I mean, to me, oh. it felt like he was like kind of, sort of, a little bit committed to it, but not 100% is what it felt like to me. Yeah. Um, yeah, a little bit thinking about it. I didn't really pay attention at the time, but because, I, you know, I just I didn't see anything that stuck out, but yeah, I'm I'm trying to think about it now, and I can see what you're saying. It just it just didn't I feel. Be, like, I wouldn't be into it. Shit. I mean, what what do you what what's the plan here? And again, I'm going to blame all of this on Bruce Pritchard. It's like we we're going to do this, and they're going to invade, and they're going to be retribution. Okay, Bruce, what do we do next? I don't know. We lose a lot. I'm not sure. I, see, that's what I've been saying, dude. It's like they're I don't see where they're going with this. There's no rhyme or reason. Some it's like people being held back. What, what, really? Well, explain what you're saying. Well, you know, and you guys back. are you guys are in it for the money, and we do. Well, you just signed a contract. Show me, you, I mean, you don't take a paycheck. What the fuck? And they're like, <laughs> right? I don't understand. Uh, and I, I get. I think that's why they start out is we're gonna make fun of Antifa. God damn it, we make fun of Antifa. God, you're probably right, man. Is there a God. bigger boogeyman in in America right now than Antifa? <laughs> I mean, it's like there's like they're five. In your bed. They're in your closet. It's like five guys, and like all of the damage they've ever done to anybody is they flattened a tire somewhere in fucking Seattle or something. Yeah, <laughs> like, you know, maybe Stephen, Stephen King needs to do like a horror movie, like with Antifa. You know, like they, they're in their basement. You know, like people walking downstairs. Antifa. It's just like one guy. Antifa. There was a, I read his story and it was I think in the I think it was in the New York Times it was about this guy out in Nebraska and somebody burned down his farm equipment and he had some Trump flags nearby and he thought Antifa had done it they'd come out of the out of the specifically Antifa they, they came out of the cities and they were like man we got to get a farm we got to burn down some tractors <laughs> well you know it was probably the Antifa bureau out in you know just north of Lincoln Lincoln that, I, the, the Omaha chapter is very active too though, as, as well, you I hear that's what I hear but I heard that Lincoln that's that one north of Lincoln. The yeah, South, it's, it's the South Omaha chapter you got to worry about. They're they're the real thugs now. Yeah, they're badasses. The North know. Omaha chapter, they've got their shit together. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys, we're gonna go out on uh, Wednesday. We're burning some farm equipment. Uh, John's been scouting some locations. Go ahead, John. Tell us what we're burning this week. Well, uh, we, we went on this dirt road and just and, and it was a flag bigger than hell. We couldn't miss it, so we figured this is plan A, spot A, where well, we I don't, start. I don't mean to butt in on you here, John, but we found this one fucking redneck out in the middle of nowhere. We, he's got like a bunch of shit. We're, I think we're gonna burn that. There's some Trump flags next to it and shit. We're gonna set fire to that. I hope everybody's down seven o'clock. Good. Now we're gonna meet. Over the Taco Bell, it's going to be over there off of, 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 of James Street. You know, the one up there at the corner. And I think we're just going to, everybody want to just get in the big packet of tacos. We'll pass those out. And then we'll head on over. We'll burn the shit down. Is that good for everybody? All right. Well, we're <laughs> Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, those those fuckers use one of those apps like Google Meetings or something so they can get their shit together, put it on the calendar. It says burn, burn. App going on here. What is it like that one they tout called Monday or whatever? The whole team can work on shit and they can do it. So, all right, everybody, just put burn, uh, burn farm equipment. Put that on your calendar for Tuesday at seven. Like a notification. 
Uh, we, Quebec, let's, all right. Quebec that's 7.30. The kids got a soccer game. I got to go. To, I got to pick the kids up for soccer. And then we got to make sure they get, you know, they get their juice packs, a couple of carrots. And, and, uh, I'll be, I mean, I, I'm, I tell you, by gosh, I'm just jonesing to go burn some farm equipment. But I got to pick those kids up. I'm sorry. Family first. We and I am the snack dad this week. I don't, I don't want anybody to be. <laughs> we remember you. The kids really get on to me for the carrot sticks, but I got to tell you, they're very healthy and they, they're a lot less messy than the pineapple spears. I'm just going to just say that. something besides Nutella to dip it in. That would be great. A, we, uh, let me just also tell you this. Are we, we going to use kerosene or gasoline to burn it down? This stuff? Show of hands. Who wants the kerosene this time? And by the way, if we are using gasoline, is it going to be the, uh, is it going to be the, 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 al- the alcohol free, the real gas? The, no, no gas a hole in it. Okay. Gas-a-hole. Some gas. Well, the seventies are back again, so we're doing gas a hall. Yeah, a hall, which I think was actually what the the, the Billy beer tasted like was gas a hall. I think that's what they. <laughs> yeah, it probably gave you gas a hall. <laughs> what I wouldn't after what I've seen for the past four years, what I wouldn't give for a crazy ass Carter family member, mm. including that one crazy ass that, that hung out with Larry Flint all the time. <laughs> you know, just somebody you can actually just laugh at. That's right. It's, oh, she's harmless. You laugh at her. She's not dangerous. She's not going to foment anything. She's not going to be the hero of white supremacists across America, who, by the way, are act- they're actually murdering people. They're not just like uh, this fake exactly. farm equipment bit we just did. They're actually killing people. So, Yeah, well, you know, and let's be honest. We all laughed at Roger Clinton. Yeah, we did. You know? Yeah, we so, did. I mean, it's not we – don't, we don't hold back from just – Republicans or Democrats? You no, know, got a funny ass brother. We're going to laugh at him. I mean, we can laugh at him, but he, well, he did have the voice of an angel. Well, no, nobody's denying that. Well, you know, between Bill's saxophone and his voice, how could we go wrong? Yeah, Bill Clinton's mother. Let me just say this: God rest her soul. I bet back in her day, she was fun to hang out with. And you know what I mean? I think I know what you mean. You get you get her you get her a couple of beers in her. And you, you take her back to the house, and then you, you like to try to Liza Minnelli or some shit, you know? Oh, it's crazy. And then you bang her, and then uh, what? Yeah, yeah, you're gonna you're gonna have sex with her. And then later on, when you're like, ah, you know, I don't really want to go out with you. We were just having the sex. You end up with like all of your tires flattened. I wonder if you know if that's if if that were the case. Yeah, I wonder if. Possibly that's where the cigar thing may have originated. I'm not sure. Yeah, she told him, "Hey, Bill, check out this story. What do you want? I don't want to hear about your sex life. Stop." Ah, la 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 la. <laughs> and, and meanwhile, her mom's standing over there, or his mom's standing over there with a the cigar, waving it back. <laughs> 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 I tell you this one time down in Hot Springs, this hotel, this guy came from out. There, oh, mom, stop! Holy shit, my ears, my ears, I'm dying. I'm just going to play the saxophone real loud so I can drown you. That's why I took up the saxophone, to get her to shut up without her sex stories. <laughs> sing, Roger. Please start singing. <laughs> God damn it, Roger, your voice kills me. But God damn it, at least I don't have to hear her being banged over in Hot Springs. Go. <laughs> sing anything. I don't give a shit. Sing some Motown. I don't give a fuck. You sexy thing. sexy thing. Can't get next to you. Yeah, sing it, Roger. God damn. I can't handle it. Holy shit. Oh, God. Here's the threesome with the Arab businessman that came to Little Rock that time. God damn. I hate this story so much. Arab businessman in Little Rock. So if you're, I mean, if you're, if you're Bill Clinton, you're probably, I mean, when you grow up like that, you're probably going to do some weird sex shit later on, right? I mean, yeah, well, you would think, you know, I would think. And then, like, uh, I mean, I don't, I don't know how Trump got his peeing fetish, which is, uh, by the way, hundred percent true. There's no question about it, right? <laughs> Dude, I think he just, he just got, he was born something loose up there. You know? Who's done the, who's done the meme now of like I, somebody needs to do a deep fake video with like Joe Biden peeing on Trump. <laughs> might concede then. Oh god, I've decided to do it. I've decided to concede. Um, oh. we start out the show with the we are back in full gear by the way AEW world oh, yeah, title gear, it is Kenny Omega versus Hangman Page this one is getting tremendous reviews and they did like a New Japan style match where it was just bang 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 this one is getting huge massive unbelievable reviews and it is Kenny Omega who will challenge for the championship as he wins the big old tournament by beating his former tag team partner Hangman Page they got a video I guess this is the finish or something and it looks uh, this is 18 seconds, and there he goes with this slingshot thing, and he's doing the winged angel thing. 
This is this looks a lot more like the Kenny Omega of 2017 and 2018. Okay. This looks like the guy who a lot of us did the, the best worker in the world. Where AEW existed. Exactly. The guy and then since then, not so much. So maybe we're done with the comic element and maybe we're done with him trying to grab as much Japanese pussy as he possibly could. Maybe he's actually going to do something on television for us. What's up, Riho? What up? Uh, among others. Well, I didn't yeah, get that's, that's, that's the other thing. Maybe well, if we hadn't made, uh, you know, the AEW women's division, you know, uh, Kenny Omega's personal brothel, then it might have been something by now. Well, is it really? Oh, look, I, I think that I, guy. I, would, I, I, I'll you know stand with you toe to toe on virtually anything on AEW, but it's not like we're ransacked or they're ransacked with you know Asian women. I think he just developed a taste for Asian women when he was in Japan. Not, who else is it besides Shida and Rio? And they're not even really in there at the same time now. Oh yeah, yeah. I think he's going to import some more. Well, maybe. Oh, okay. Maybe, think so. oh, okay. Maybe he's. Yeah. These, these are my conspiracy theories. Now that Trump's not around to spew them out, I just go ahead. Oh my gosh! You know, I'd much rather have those conspiracy theories going on though. Those kind <laughs> I can I can deal with. Harmless and only misogynistic, not really harmful to America. Right, right. Barely misogynistic, but yeah. Barely, okay. yeah, slightly. Just, well, I'm not saying that she's not getting hers. Maybe she's having a good time. Right. It's not, yeah, it's not like he's it's trafficking. Or maybe, that, maybe that is some great Canadian dick. That's all I can tell you. I don't know. You know I have no idea. I, I don't I have the reason for that, but maybe that's I what she wants. Everybody's getting uh, something out of this. Yeah, I don't know. I Bob Seger, night that. moves, right? I used yeah. her, she used me, but neither one cared. We were getting our share. That's right. Practicing those night moves. Orange Cassidy in an inexplicable match against John Four Silver. No one really knows why these two people were sports entertaining each other, do they? Yeah, I'm not. That one, that one was a little, eh, but that one didn't pique my interest like the rest. I'll put it that way. Orange Cassidy defeats John Silver via pinfall. It gets a grade of A from CBSSports.com. So that's good. Well, I mean, you know, Orange Cassidy's proved me wrong, you know, despite his bullshit. Uh, I've looked over it and respect him as for what he is because I think he's pretty talented, actually. Well, he's I think he's gotten over despite me and despite what a lot of people think about that guy. I think he's been able yeah. to get over it. So you have to – I do appreciate that. Um, I don't think I want to see him in any sort of a debate or anything like that. I'd kind of like to see him wrestling. I don't know. And I hear he cuts a pretty good promo. Eventually that will happen so we can get away from this stupid-ass silent gimmick or whatever the hell it is and then have him actually so – So you're still with me on the – Whole hands in pocket stuff like that. Yeah, I think it's if ever it was cute or interesting or new, I think it's lost whatever that was. Um, he can wrestle in denim for the rest of his life. I don't care about that. The Canadian tuxedo. Yeah, but you know, I don't give a shit. But I think he needs to transition on and add some layers to this because this thing is could very well turn into a one trick pony. He's added yeah. a little bit to it, and he's been able to add more and more. So I hope he continues to do well. But he, hey, what am I going to tell? He, he he's gotten over. Yeah, well, he has, you know, I guess he has added the wrestling part to him really not that long ago because, you know, for there for a while, he was just kind of hanging out at the ring. He didn't really wrestle. In the next match, we made history because for the first time ever, we were able to refer to the American Nightmare on television and in public as Cody Rhodes. I don't know what changed. I don't know if there was a, a statute of limitations that ran out. I don't know why we can now call him Cody Rhodes. Yeah, I'm not sure. Um, I know he's happy though. I would be. Well, he I'm should be, and it was it, and it was stupid for them to even fight that fight, but they did. Man, so, god dang, just put it on the list of shit. Why I'm so pissed at those people now? It's ridiculous that they they did it, but they did it. WWE. It says in this um, article from Wrestle Inc. dated November the eighth. WWE filed to trademark six former WCW properties on November the second, according to Heal by Nature including Slamboree, The Match Beyond, and wow, haven't we been clamoring for that? Mm. Bunkhouse Stampede, Battle Bowl, Super Brawl, and Bash at the Beach. I cannot imagine how Vince McMahon and Bruce Pritchard are going to fuck up Bunkhouse Stampede. I was thinking the same thing. Even a lot I – mean, tell me if I'm wrong about this, and you can, you can call me out on it. Even a lot of hardcore – um, Crockett promotions and NWA guys, they were a fan. I'm talking about fans. Mm-hmm. They were kind of nonplussed by the bunkhouse stampede. Do I, am I reading that right or am I full of shit? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, no, I think Buck could be right on that one. I think Buckhouse Stampede was always kind of a – that was one of those Dusty Rhodes duds. It was just it – never, it never gained any kind of traction at all to me. Well, see, unless they're going to do some sort of Dusty Rhodes tribute and and kind of – I don't know. At the same time, in association with this, I guess, pay-per-view right. or whatever, then it's stupid just to have something called a bunkhouse stampede just for no reason. I mean, there's not, there's not even any Western, you know, cowboy-type people even in the fucking WWE now to even relate it to. That's why it's going to be so ridiculous. They'll do some stupid ass, like, you know, the, the cowboy from the village people or something with some assless chaps. <laughs> I don't know. Right I don't know. I don't know who you would do for that, but they've got like you, you could get like a Brian Myers or somebody like that to just put like the assless chaps on. Like, hey, we got an idea. <laughs> this is gonna be good. According to the report, it is believed that WWE agree, uh, he agreed to cancel its trademark filing for Cody Rhodes this week in exchange for those WCW names. Like the match beyond was so important to you motherfuckers that you gave up Cody Rhodes. <laughs> That doesn't seem like a fair trade to me. I don't understand this. They 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 make a big deal out of it. They fight this useless, unwinnable fight, and then they give it up for basically nothing. It's, God damn it's it. almost like rubbing salt in a wound in a way. I'll tell you what, we really need Slamboree. Slamboree's going to turn business around. No, it's not. What the fuck? Was there anybody at home going, you know, I'd start watching this shit again if there was a Slamboree. God damn. I know. Slamboree. <laughs> Did anybody say it? Or if there was the match beyond, then by God, I'd start. <laughs> what watching. I would do? They fight the, the match beyond. They fight the stupidest fight, and then they give it up for nothing. It's just uh. insanity. Cody touched on the topic during a media call ahead of Full Gear, noting it was a very positive, no hard feelings on either side type scenario. Well, okay, whatever, fine. Next. So Darby Allen wins. Darby Allen is your new TNT championship. It's given a grade of B plus in this one. And it's very interesting that uh, Cody Rhodes in his first time ever decides that the name is so important. He has to job with it. Well, I was going to say, you know, so it's like WWE trading. He, he, he traded his belt for his name, I guess. I don't know. I, it's weird. It's I don't I don't know why you would decide that this is I, I don't have anything against Darby Allen. I think the guy, again, is actually getting over. Um, but we've already put ourselves into kind of a a box here with Cody's not going to be ever to able he's never able to challenge allegedly for the AEW championship ever again because of that so that's, still, that's still standing that was in perpetuity dude that was in perpetuity unless they go ahead and, and decide to change okay. it I'm not sure I remember been, a lot of shit's happened since then, so I, I didn't know okay yeah that was one of the things that happened in 2020 I just didn't know. No, he's, he's never able to challenge for that unless they, you know, but they can always go back and change the stipulation. Like if you lose this match, I get to challenge for it or, you know, whatever mm-hmm. the fuck it is. Um, yeah. AEW Women's Championship, it is Hakura Shida versus uh, Nyla Rose and Hakura Shida does defend. A lot of people say this is the worst one on the card. They got a C-plus grade from um, CBS. Hmm. I don't know. Well, this one, honestly, I just I'm not I'm still not real sold on Nyla Rose. Okay, I mean she's okay. She's a, I mean, as a you know she's she's you know kind of like a Nia Jax, the Nia Jax of AEW kind of awesome this far as, kind of a thing. Well, just as far as the size factor, yeah. you know, she kind of head and shoulders above people. You know, I mean it's just kind of obvious, right? So, I, and we all know how Nia Jax is. Not exactly known for not hurting people, <laughs> right? I mean, Nala Rose, I don't think's hurting anybody that I know of. So, I mean, at least we'll, we'll give her credit for that. But I don't know. She just she's just not in. She's not like um, I'm trying to think of somebody that's a, a big wrestler, woman or man that was like, you know, impressive in the ring and just I don't know. Um, but she's not really like that to me. I mean, she may get better, but she's just. To to be as big as she is compared to the other females, I just I expect her to be a little better. But she's okay. I'm not saying she's she's awful or anything. I'm just not. She's not one of my favorites right now. You're, you're not overwhelmed with her. No, I mean, I, I, I yeah, and and I don't and, and I don't mean to sound that in a disrespectful way. She's just she just doesn't hold my interest right now. Gotcha. 
This one is supposed to be one of the matches of the year. It's uh, FTR against the Young Bucks, Bucks, the dream match. The build for it was not great, but they end up having a teardown match, and it's supposed to be incredible, and they pay tribute to many tag teams. It was kind of a, a love note to tag team wrestling is what I was reading. One of the best tag team matches in quite some time. Both teams absolutely threw caution to the win and showed what tag teams have influenced them over the years with a wide array of tandem moves. It's not a huge surprise to see the Young Bucks win the titles, which the Young Bucks did. I don't know if that's the right way to go. This this is the FTR uh, pay-per-view debut, correct, on AEW? Um, it's, it, if it's not the first, it's definitely their second, but it may be their first, man. I, don't, I can't remember. I think this is it, and that's uh, and now they've they've dropped the championship, and uh, I I think the Bucks, I think a lot of people are going to say very easily that this just proves that the 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 Bucks are into their own shit, and they are to a great extent. But I, from everything that I'm reading, this was a great match. I don't know if it was the right thing to put the ch- the titles on them. I don't know that the Bucks heel turn has been anything but annoying, and I don't know if the build for the match was anything. But in the end, it looks like the match paid off. Seems like it from what I've been. Reading, and I don't, I don't know if this is going to be maybe the Rock and Roll Express and the the Midnight Express, where these guys can just battle each other forever and still draw money for years and years and years. It could be that. Well, I, I don't know if I'll use all those names in one <laughs> one breath, but I see what you're saying. I know what you, I know what you mean. Yeah, because the, I mean, almost at any point in time, you, these two can get together, have a great match, do a build. If you don't have anything else going on, it's like, all right, we'll throw these fuckers together and they'll be great. And FDR is a lot closer to that than the Young Bucks. I can tell you that. Yeah, the, the, I, I'm not really sure at this point in their career because the Young Bucks are should have been entering the point of their career where they stop doing a lot of the dangerous stuff and try to live off the gimmick a little bit more. A little bit, yeah. That's not what's going on. Well, um, you know, they're not going to be young forever. So it's they're not young they're now. Like, the one, that one's almost bald. So I'm not sure. Well, the bald buck. <laughs> and I'm not sure which Jonas he would be. He's not Kevin. He's not Joe. He's the other one. Nick. The bald no, Nick's buck. the good. Kevin. Kevin's the, the one. Yeah, that's that. The bald buck is Kevin Jonas. Okay. Just go with that one. Because I'll, I'll, I'll go with what you say. Nick and Joe are like really good Jonas Brothers, and then Kevin's the one that decided to move to the suburbs and like change diapers. Uh, okay, change diapers and go to the juice bar. Mm-hmm. I can That's understand the hair loss. Uh, Matthew Hardy against Sammy Guevara. Uh, this this one's getting some pretty good reviews. Let's see the Hardy compound. <laughs> Uh, following the match, let me see what happens here. Holly, uh, Hardy followed it with a spear through two tables that were set up outside the ring because, you know, one table is not enough. Yeah. Hardy ended up bashing Guevara's head against the concrete with a steel chair and then earned the pinfall. Following the match, private party helped Hardy load Guevara into a garbage can and load it into the back of a truck. Senior Benjamin. <laughs> By the way, Sasha, if you didn't think he suffered enough, check this out. <laughs> if you think he hasn't really paid for his sins, watch this. Senior Benjamin then drove away from the Hardy compound. It's your old friend, Senior Benjamin. That's right. Oh, man. The Elite Deletion was definitely one of the more interesting things that we've seen. The return of Hurricane Helms, who I believe is the guest on this week's Talk and Shop, if you want to download that one from the Good Brothers. Oh, okay. Uh, also, Gangrel uh, comes back pretty much cool. That was kind of off the wall. It was a cool touch for the older generation of wrestling fans. The cinematic matches aren't usually for me, but this one was fairly solid, says the writer of this particular piece. Yeah, Matt, I, I, that, that, the whole Hardy compound scenario thing with matches definitely has a shelf life. You think it's played out at this point? I don't, know if, I, I don't know if it's played out yet, but it's got a shelf life for sure. We have to give I mean, you do have to give Matt Hardy a lot of credit for being able to put a new coat of paint on just about everything. Oh, yeah. Rein, reinventing himself three, four different times. And I do give him for that. But I think you're right. I think the cinematic and the you know, Vanguard one and all that shit. I think there is like a shelf life at some point. I think we are, you know, we're, we're, in, we're nearing the end of that. That's what I'm thinking. And I'm, but I'm glad it held up for this match. I was a little, little, little worried that it might be a little over the top kind of shit. And, but you know, it seemed to work from what I understand. I see the buildup for this match was only okay. It's MJF against Chris Jericho. And I would think that when I say the buildup has only been okay, I'm thinking about their song and dance routine from a few weeks ago. Mm. Uh, and and it looks like this is the match that kind of fell flat on the card. They're only giving this one a C plus on this. When MJF does beat Chris Jericho, and he is now at least in theory a member of the inner circle. I don't know if the um, 
stipulation was that he is given now the opportunity to join if he wants to, or if he is now just simply inducted into the inner circle. After it was over, they kind of smiled and they kissed and made up a little bit. So we'll see how that plays up on this week's episode of Dynamite. Any thoughts on MJF versus Chris Jericho, which I thought should have been the hottest program ever, but I think they poured some cold piss on it, didn't they? Yeah, seems seems like it. Um, I, I'm still not sure what's going to happen with this. I mean, I don't know if it's like going to be some kind of coup thing for MJF trying to take over the inner circle and yeah. trying to break it up, and they're you know. And it, it, and maybe this is where it's going. Now that I'm sitting here talking it out here, that you know he goes in and kind of divides everybody up, and there's like we have kind of an NWO thing going on. You got this part of the inner circle against this part of the inner circle. Kind it's of thing. Hollywood versus uh, Wolfpack. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's what. So, uh, you, what you just essentially said is similar to what Sarah Shockey said on uh, Marty and Sarah Loves Wrestling, where they try to splinter the thing, and then these guys, I can see. MJF trying to co-op Sammy Guevara. I don't know what's going to happen with the other guys. I mean, I don't yeah, that one, yeah, I'm not that sure. That would either. be you know Ortiz and whatever. I don't, I don't think that's going to be successful. But it, I think there's enough there, enough meat on the bone for them to play with and stuff. And eventually, this this is like we didn't get the real MJF versus Jericho match, but it seems like sometime in the future they're planning for like the real all out. We hate each other. I'm going to kick your ass. This is for control of the inner circle match so that's yeah. why that's why this felt a little flat because this didn't even seem like oh this they're they're definitely going to wrestle at some point again and this isn't like the blow off and the stakes no. the stakes weren't terribly high i don't think a lot of people cared about whether mjf and, War, and by the way i'm sure he brings wardlow with him into the inner circle so that'll help even the odds a little bit right right and who knows you know, that could be interesting too just that whole aspect of it you know because wardlow has not been wardlow wardlow has been fairly reluctant and truculent toward MJF throughout the campaigning stuff, right? He was kind of like not happy with the way MJF was acting and stuff like that. Yeah, and you know he kind of talked down to him a few times, and he, he did. You know, Wardlow gave him a, and one of those times in particular, he gave him a real nasty. Wardlow did gave him a you know eyebrow, and then right when he was getting ready to like do something or say something, MJF walks up and you know, it's interesting. And so, but I don't know. I just thought that yeah, I just thought that was. The timing of that was interesting. Um, Moxley versus Eddie Kingston for the AEW World Championship in an I Quit match. This is another one where Renee Paquette was getting on the Twitter and was not liking what her husband was doing. (laughs) I think she tweeted out, can I quit on this match? Babe, you know what you got yourself into. I hate to tell you. It really is tough when you when your wife's undercutting you like that, and I'm like, he's. I bet he's like, well, honey, I want you to be able to say whatever you want to say, but like in reality, no, you're you're killing me, honey. She needs to think about you know what Mick Foley's wife had to go through. Go back and watch Beyond the Mat. Goddamn, and the kids, right? If she doesn't, kids. If she's able that she wants to have kids with this guy, which I'm assuming she does at one point, that's going to be interesting. This is this is good. From 16 hours ago, tax in the head. Come on, man. And then she writes, "Can I quit this match?" And he's like, "Babe, babe, you're cutting my balls off in front of the world. Could you not do that?" No man. I love your I love your cookbook. I will support your cookbook. Babe, could you not just like cut my balls off in front of the world? Lay off the ball cutting, if you don't mind. Tweet all you want, but let's keep the scissors down. She's right. She's got some other great tweets or they throw some good stuff in there. I wish I had a sibling I could coordinate super kicks with. My brother's range of motion is lacking at Young Bucks. Now, see, that's funny. But. It is. But then the match starts with John, and she's like, so should I go back to the pleasantries of Christmas movies now? And she's got, like, the the worried face on and it's at AEW. And then she's got the downtrodden face after that. So she Renee's not on board with what John Moxley's career is doing right now. Uh, yeah, it's not really syncing up exactly like it sh- probably should be. So the finish on this was uh, John Moxley taking a barbed wire bat to the throat of Eddie Kingston, saying that uh, Eddie Kingston, he put a, like a cross face on him with that bat right at Eddie's throat. Eddie does say, I quit. And John Moxley still is your AEW championship, and he stands tall at the end of full gear. And this match gets a, a B plus. As it as should come to no surprise, oh, they poured, Eddie Kingston poured alleged isopropyl alcohol on the back of a bunch of cuts on John Moxley's back. Oh, okay. This match. Yeah. Just, yeah. Pouring salt in the wound, pouring alcohol in the wound, if you will. 
I ever tell you about that movie Swimming with Sharks with Kevin Spacey? I think it. I think so, but I forgot what you said about it. I know that it's surprising that not everyone listens to every one of these podcasts. There's a movie that's kind of obscure what? called Swimming with Sharks, and Kevin Spacey plays the this Hollywood head of a studio, and he's dreadful, and he treats this assistant played by Frank Whaley like shit. So Frank Whaley is able to kidnap him, duct tape him, and he puts little paper cuts with an envelope all over Kevin Spacey's body. And then he deliberately pours salt and lemon juice all over the cuts. Wow. It's one of the most interesting and dreadful and painful um, scenes, I think, in cinema history, right up there with Marathon Man when Lawrence Olivier is pulling Dustin Hoffman's teeth. Old in a scene, yeah. Yeah. I, I find it to be pretty amazing. So, yeah. Wasn't there a scene from the movie Papillon? You remember Papillon? Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to remember exactly what that was. A Steve McQueen movie? Yeah, was it the uh, trying to smuggle stuff in kind of thing? And Something they, like that. I don't remember, but it was. And, mid, and of course, Midnight Express gets like a lot. Oh, of yeah, it. that. Oh, my God. Yeah, that. <laughs> oh been to God. A Tur- Billy, you ever seen it? I've been to a Turkish prison? <laughs> Airplane. So yeah, I uh, and, and of course that's where you get the the theme for Midnight Express, and then yep, and then Stan Stan would treat some of the rats to a Turkish prison up in his hotel room. So that was <laughs> when. Hey, how are hey hey Paul? Hey, hey, hey Turkish prison. <laughs> So, uh, uh, you guys, uh, you, you know, uh, uh, Donald Trump lost the election, right? Yeah, sure. Sure. Uh, I don't really have a joke here. I just want to say Donald Trump sucks ass. <laughs> I wish I had a little band behind me. Dun, dun. Uh, hey, hey, you want to file a lawsuit? <laughs> uh, hey, you want to go have a press conference at a landscaping company? <laughs> Is it old school Letterman your favorite impression that I do? Yes, it's so odd, man. It's so fucking spot on. Uh, so you guys know about the New York City sewer rats? Sure, sure. <laughs> I love throwing the sure, sure in there because that's like that's something. That, you know, that was like later on, late show, late night, you know, late nineties, early two thousands. Dave Letterman, sure. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> he would do some of that. So overall, some good um, good reviews for Four Gear. Um, I'm not, again, the MJF against Crest Jericho match kind of did not pay off, and a lot of people were not extremely. I, I don't know. I didn't think it was going to pay off, but I didn't, you know, it, it might could have been better. But, I don't know. I haven't seen it yet. And I don't know why John Moxley insists after they had the debacle with the Kenny Omega match up in Baltimore, you know. And Chris Cruz is able to rain down bullshit. Chris oh. Cruz is like the original Karen. He was like the Karen precursor, right? <laughs> yes. Karen, I'm going to need to speak to your manager about all the blood of this match, Maryland Board of Commissioners. The Maryland Athletic Commission, I'm going to need to speak to your manager. <laughs> I'm just imagining with the with the Karen haircut, you know. Oh, God, I tell you. It, it, uh, yeah, that's, that's a frightening thought. It's really, and it's really not that surprising. Yeah, either. That, that haircut. John and Kate plus eight. <laughs> Poor John. Uh, bunkhouse match. Red Velvet versus Tay Conti set for AEW Dynamite. There's Tay Conti may have something a little to her that I could really get with. Anna uh, Jay would be another one that would be, I think. I like her. Anna Jay would. And it's not just the way that she looks, but she has, I think she has a good, arrogant heel persona, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. she can, can kind of either be a baby face or a heel and, and hear me out on this because she's really pretty, but she also kind of has that all American girl look to her. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's hotter than usually most girls next door, but she has a very wholesome kind of part. Like, uh, I don't know. Kind of like Tegan Knox. Like a Nebraska farmhouse kind of uh, look to her. <laughs> yes. I'm just saying Antifa would burn her house down if they saw her. Yeah, of course they would. <laughs> so, for. Uh, and AEW has meeting around here. Anybody oh, know what's that? also an Antifa meeting around here? Does anybody know? It's going to be on Gra- it's Craigslist. You got to look on Craigslist. That's where we're putting all the meetings. I said no. Don and Don Callis showed up to do commentary for the Kenny Omega match uh, last night, and they introduced him as someone who was involved with Impact Wrestling. Huh. 
I hope, and, and, and I, it makes people think that maybe they're going to do some stuff with impact, some co-branding stuff or some talent swaps or something. What's he seeing? Is he a squirrel? I have no idea. He's in another room. That's how loud he is. Could and you, I've got could, the door closed. Could you, like, could you have him bite Bruce Pritchard's fat ass? If he were here, yes, we would get him right on that. So I don't, I don't know what's going on with Don Callis's appearance uh, in Impact, and I don't, don't know what's think, going. But man, don't you think maybe? I know everybody blames everything on the pandemic, or the pandemic's the reason for everything anymore. But don't you think that has something to do with it now? Just the way things are, that they, they finally like, you know, it's probably better if we kind of, you know, interact here with some people. And I know some of them did already, you know, like Ring of Honor, and I don't, know, I guess Impact did a little bit, but AEW was kind of like. Seemed like they were kind of staying away from that to me. And then all of a sudden now they're, you know, talking in the NWA and now Impact. So maybe there's something going on. And I think that would be cool. It's almost like a territory thing. For the fans, I think it would be very interesting. I mean, I'd love to see EC3 do some stuff in AEW. That'd be amazing, right? Oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, and if you so if you start getting the good God. if you start getting the good brothers involved with like uh, FTR and the Bucks and shit like that, that would be great. Man, I mean, yeah. I, there, really, there's nothing wrong with Impact if you kind of weed out some stuff. We've talked about this before. The last time I saw an Impact, it's like it's better than it was. But if you just tweak here, tweak there, they're fine. And you know, and, but if you put some of those better performers in Impact in with AEW, oh my god, yeah, you know, it's always been the booking. And then, of course, now there there's a female right there. If they if they had Emma over there. Uh, if that's Neil doing some shit, I think she's yeah. better than she's better than just about. I can't even think of a woman on the AEW roster that Tanil is not better than. I'm trying to think right now, and I can't. I think she's over and better than than just like if you had a program. And this this is this is the the cynical side of me. Like if they did start doing some stuff with Tanil, something tells me Brandy would insert herself in that, and then all of a sudden it would just kill well, it better than than four o'clock, right? Well, probably, but. You know, that's that, to me. That's kind of been a thing with AEW anyway. The, with the women's division, they've never really had any, any. I don't know, notable veterans there to kind of help lead the way. You know, kind of cut the path, you know, it, it, so to speak. And it, it's just like you said earlier. They, they they came in, you know, guns blaring. You know, with Britt Baker as the main chick on there, and it just flopped like a damn fish out of water, man. It would be amazing to see like a dual branded, like an invasion kind of an angle with impact and AW. And if somehow they were able to do a co-branded pay-per-view and you get like some a, of those drink survivor series type thing, you know, something like that. Um, and I, I don't know. I, I think those guys, I think Scott DeMore and Don Callis could, could book that. And I think Tony Khan, this is where Tony Khan's view of not staying within the box of corporate wrestling. I think it, it's where it could really pay off because if you look at it, from just a territorial point of view, small T, you wouldn't do business with Impact. I think it minimizes AEW in a way just to kind of to punch down at Impact. But they have such good talent over there. And if you could get to see, for the fans, if you could get to see FTR versus the Good Brothers, or if you could get to see, I don't know, EC3 versus MJF, how tremendous would that match be? Or if you get oh to see... Oh, God, man. Even if it's just a one-time thing, you know? Exactly. I mean, there's there's, there's know, a lot of people going on and on and on with it. But it, I think it, it works. I think it works. I think it could be something that's beneficial for both companies. I don't know how you get out of it and go your separate ways. And I'm sure that at some point the idea of AEW buying impact, I'm sure those rumors would start at some point in time. I don't know how that would work. To me, that feels very much like a dual-branded kind of thing, the thing that the WWE could never – uh, pull off when it came to acquiring WCW. Right. right. And, and, Vin, and Vince has never been able to really compete against himself very well because uh-huh. he's always favored Raw over SmackDown and people knew it. He had an emotional attachment to Raw and now the real attachment should be to SmackDown because that show pays him a hell of a lot more than Raw does right now. But uh, yeah. they minimized SmackDown for so many years at the expense of Raw that a lot of people just don't feel like you know, SmackDown can get a decent break. There's a lot of good stuff going on on Friday night, though, right now, yeah, I think. Yeah. yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. I, um, um, I I just, well, I don't, you know, I'm not sure what the status is of the NWA. I mean, you, you, you 
look at what uh, Billy Corgan says, and it's like everything is, you know, just, you know, no no big deal. We just can't really do, th- do much right now for, you know, pandemic or whatever. But I'm not fully convinced of that. I don't know. I don't know why. I mean, why can't they still do TV without an audience just like the rest of them? I, 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 I'm, I'm still a little lost on the reasoning. Am I missing something? I don't know. And I, I'm not saying that like Tony Khan, Don Callis, and Scott Demore, and maybe Billy Corgan, if you got all those guys together, I'm not saying that that's like, you know, Eddie Graham and Bill Watts. Well, no. <laughs> and I'm not saying. But, but, you know, they, they together, the three of them with the, their resources and their experience in the business. Right. Particularly, Don, you know, I, I, I don't shit on Don Callis and Scott Demore. They've done some great things. I've, I've been flummoxed over the past three or four years at what they've not been able to do with Impact Wrestling. But over the years, a lot of their booking and a lot of their ideas have made sense and have been pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not totally discounting them. And honestly, Tony Khan needs like a, a Scott DeMore and a Don Callis to kind of let him get in the right direction with some shit as far as what the business does and what the business makes sense to. So that the more that he can expose himself, Tony, to, to that kind of mindset, I think it's going to be better for AEW all the way around as far as being able to compete with WWE in any way, shape, or form. Certainly seems that way. I, I, I would say, going, you know, another direction. I mean, it's, it, all the stuff they do, they've got going on now with like Thunder Rosa and Serena Deeb and all that stuff. It's holding my interest. Um, and now the most important question of the week, Brian did yeah. Carm- did Carmella get a boob job? Your thoughts? <laughs> I think that's pretty obvious, but that was crazy, right? But you know what? I'm going to tell you something. I, Tell me if I don't know if you look this deep into this, but I don't know what it was. But as soon as they said, first of all, that she was coming, you know, making her appearance or whatever, right on SmackDown, and then it was the Bailey Sasha rematch. I'm like, why are they doing this rematch? I'm like, what's going to be the out? So you know, I know Bailey's not going to win. Sasha wins, big deal. What's going? I'm like, oh, I bet I know what's going to happen. I bet Carmella's going to attack on the ramp. And she sure enough did. She whooped you dipped that ass. She she did, man. She and Corey Graves had that little smirk on his face. If you're, it, if you're fucking Corey Graves, you cheat on your wife, you get the hot girl, and now you get some titties you didn't even have to buy. Uh, uh, really? Do we know that? Well, yeah, no, the, the company usually pays for that shit. Usually. Usually, yeah. Why would they not? Why would they stop? Like Vince is going to go, no, I'm not going to pay for those titties. This is not. That's not a line that he's going to draw. Anytime, any any woman that comes up to him, I bet some of the women, like the the the, the steamstresses, come up to him and go, Vince, I want some new titties. Hell yeah, here you go. One, two, three, four, five. Go what you need. <laughs> they may have a. I mean, there, there may be a service they have like the um, Walmart Plus or Amazon Prime where they just got a dude and they can use him on limited number. They just pay him like one flat fee. Here's one hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year. We're going to send you like the yeah, first. Line up. This cover. This will cover the first ten. All right, and after that, we can talk. Hey, come on. <laughs> here, punch really my card. Hey, after the sixth one, I get a free sub. Punch this card, motherfucker. You know, <laughs> it's one of those. So, Carmella. <laughs> Carmella, it, it's not fair. Corey Graves is karma is going to beat that boy's ass right now. He cannot have the hot girl and get the free titties. He can't. Yeah, well, no, it, it it catches up with everybody. You know yeah, that. Yeah, right. It happened yesterday. <laughs> that is true. That eventually we got around to it. Uh, I'm looking at some of the other news for us to go around. They got the full gear. John Moxley has an interview with the Sporting News about wrestling fans and what wrestling is to him. So you can check that out. Eddie Kingston shared a fan-made hype video for his I Quit match. Thunder Rosa tweeted she'll be watching the NWA championship match. Nyla Rose spoke. Tony Khan is, uh, has an interview with Sports Illustrated. So they did a great job, AEW, of getting the publicity out for the pay-per-view, I have to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yesterday, was, yesterday, yesterday was Tony Schiavone's 63rd birthday, Brian. Oh, wow. How about that? I did not know. Tony Schiavone. And you heard the good news about Jim Valley. He's off of the yeah. he's, he's off the feeding tube and he's off the pick, right? And he was saying the joke was on him because the medicine tastes like shit. That's exactly what he said. He continues to recover. So I think that's awesome. And we're glad that Jim's recovering. And Jim, if you're listening, God bless you, man. I really am. I'm happy that everything's going in the right direction. And uh, 
let me get that GoFundMe going again and see how much money we've raised for this family because they've done a hell of a job so far. $56,000 so nice. far to raise it. It is GoFundMe.com slash F as in Frank slash Jim dash Valley dash fundraiser. GoFundMe.com slash F as in Frank slash Jim dash Valley dot fundraiser. Almost $57,000 raised for that's, this and, and for That's care. fantastic, man. That's awesome. Any closing thoughts that you have on another award-winning episode of Katie Vick is Alive Alive? See, we're already giving ourselves awards, and it's not even over with yet, but that's okay. We'll take it. Uh, I don't think so. I, I, it seemed like there was something on Raw I was going to mention, but, it, you know, Raw is so effing long ago now. I just it really is. Don't it's 150 what. years. We didn't even we, – we still had the old president all those days ago. Didn't yeah, we? Surely, sure enough, man. Um, oh, did you want to – did you want to comment on Chris Jericho's obvious election smarts and his political <laughs> about the American? I wish people who download this, I wish they could have seen Bryant roll his eyes into the back of his fucking head right now because that's what he just did. It's, it's, it's so disappointing. It's isn't so it great? But isn't it great depressing. that Lance, Lance Storm had to set his ass straight uh, was, years ago, Chris? That made my day when Lance Storm retweeted that bullshit and. And just spoke right out on him. And, I, you know, I don't know how tight those two are. I'm, I'm sure they're still friends, I guess. I don't know. But, you know, it's like Lance's like, nah, I don't know. I'm not going to let him get away with this shit. Yeah. So I cut promos on WCW. Don't you think maybe just done, Jericho's just maybe done one too many of those, I don't know, those conspiracy theory podcasts or something that's – I don't had, know, man. He had Don Jr. on his podcast, and that was it for me. That's that's what shut me off from that fuck. That, that was pretty much it for me, too, fella. I have to I have to tell you. That's right, fella. Gotcha. Fella. Uh, but, uh, yeah, yeah, Jericho. Yeah. Stick with hockey and wrestling, pal. Shut up and shut up and slap shot. Shut up and slap. Shut up and promo. Um. Brian is available for you to interact with on the social media, Bryce Sports, Instagram, and also on Twitter. BRY Sports. I am on Twitter at Britt Whitmire. It's B R I T T W H I T M I R E. And on Instagram, it's B Dub for Reels, B D U B number four, R E E L Z. The show can be followed at Katie Vick Alive. And if you'd like to help us out, you can do that at katievick.com. That's our Amazon store because we got the holidays coming up. You need to order stuff for Thanksgiving. You need stuff for Christmas and Hanukkah and New Year's crap because we want to celebrate 2021 for sure because this has been such a shitty year. Get all of that stuff at our website. That's our Amazon store, katievick.com. Until next time, fans, we'll see you ringside. Fans, that'll do it for this week. See you next week. And until then, so long for now.